to another episode of the bench mob ent we're here to give you more nevertheless no complaints over here because we mad blessed starting to my right miles smooth operator yo before we even davenport that's his last name before we even <laughs> he speak i'm telling you we're gonna get to the next level we got a cameraman he's gonna be on payroll this man told us that he don't brush his hair but legit low-key this look like the atlantic ocean right now on his head for somebody that don't brushes here it's still super wavy how you doing tonight <laughs> like max b I'm, I'm feeling good i'm feeling good all right cj money bags in the building how you doing tonight I'm feeling good bro i thought you were gonna say you don't brush your teeth <laughs> i didn't know where you were going yeah. with that why you just come left like <laughs> get to an introduction bro are we just frying each other no, yeah what's good, happening good. Right. Yeah, I messed up on the last intro, but we good, we good. <laughs> and of course, we got Greg, Hot Takes, Black Mamba, Sinsmere. How you doing tonight? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm ready to get jump into this stuff. We, we've been putting out some good content lately, so I'm I excited. Mean, I mean, I don't know about lately. We the content, the content's always fire. You know what I mean? Yeah, you exactly. know what I'm saying. But <laughs> it's just, it's just, you know what I mean. You know I can not get what you're saying. It went from 4.8 to a five star. I get I, it. Yeah. Rule, we we got blessed by. I mean it like that. You're <laughs> we got blessed by having Rube on the show tonight. Rube, just to let y'all know, I'm sure whoever watches y'all probably already know the vibes. Y'all know him from TikTok. Y'all know him on IG. Joker went out with us to a business meeting. Was on TikTok. People was commenting. Somebody came out from Buffalo Wild Wings. Random strangers like, yo, ain't you on TikTok? Like this guy is really, he the biggest thing on the show right now. Oh, how you doing tonight? I'm good, bro. I'm good. How are you? I'm great, man. I, I get to do what I love. This is a dream that has been turned into reality. It's not complete in its fruition, but we taking steps on the way there. I love I love how the first the, now has changed where like you he was known for hooping and now all of a sudden you know for being big on TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, what? You don't even leave with that anymore. You don't even leave with that anymore. Yeah, I know. That's the thing, though. What's great, like, it's perfect timing for Rude. He could get paid now that he's going to college. He has a following, so this is going to be great. Like, in a couple of months, I'm going to be telling Rude, let me hold a dollar. Don't listen, don't listen to Chris, bro. He's got he's rich, he's rich. He's CJ Moneybag, he's he's you heard the nickname, <laughs> CJ Moneybag. All this equipment he paid for, everybody's mic on. You know, all those wings we got tonight from Bubba oh, Coos. Shout, shout out to Bubba Coos, by the way. Shout out to Bubba Coos. Chris got all that. 
Nah, I ain't Venmo. Fifty nothing. wings. Fifty wings. Don't bro. ask me for no money either. <laughs> Speaking of, so you about to go to college. Have you decided uh which college you going to, by the way? Uh yeah, I decided last week I'm going to Penn State Greater Allegheny. So it's a Uh-oh. D2 up in PA. Congratulations. Okay, congrats. congratulations. Congrats. congrats. I, I wanna ask. Um public announcement, by the way. Facts. Yeah, I ain't even do that yet. Oh yeah, you know we about to edit this clip right after the show. <laughs> Exclusive, right here. You know, you know how you know, when they when they, commit, when they commit to college, they put they put the um they put the jersey, the, on, put the jersey the on. You didn't even do that all. You didn't even do all that stuff yet. When you go down, there. Exclusive. Straight exclusive here. I'm. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be a late night for me. I'm editing this <laughs> immediately. Posting this, yo. For all oh, college, man. future college athletes, if you want to announce where you going, come to the bench mob. Let us know. You can announce it right here. Yeah, y'all know it first. <laughs> so you going to college now? Congrats. You're gonna be playing ball. Congrats for you, right? Before we even get into some of the other topics, because this this will definitely tie in and everything like that. You're going through it right now. We all have faced it at some level, some degree. You know, CJ played college ball. Miles played ball. Greg played ball. I played ball. How do you manage and deal with the politics of sports? Bro, I just try to remember the reason why I played in the first place to have fun. Like, basketball was never something that I – did because I felt like I had to do it or something like that. It was something that I just wanted to do to have fun. And I was very passionate about it from a young age, from middle school to high school. And, you know, politics is annoying, but everybody's going to deal with it. And it's just like, you know, it comes with the sport now. With everything you do in life, I feel like politics is always there. So got to figure out a way through it and just remember why you're doing it, bro. Have fun. Do you pay attention to rankings? Do you do you look at rankings and be like, yo, what? He number six? What? I just dropped 50 on this dude. Like, <laughs> Do you look at rankings like that Bro. and pay attention to it? And I mean, I, I, when I was younger, I definitely did. But once I got to maybe my junior year of high school, I stopped because I realized that I could drop 50 on, 50 on whoever. And my ranking is not going to go like it doesn't even matter because politics. You know what I'm saying? Whoever knows connections, whatever, whoever knows the people that are doing that, they're going to have the, the advantage. Me, I'm, I don't know nobody. So I'm just going to do me, play my game, bro, and keep pushing. I know one of the things that's that's pretty tough and, and huge with that is comparison, especially in the social media age, mm. because I know sometimes I watch, I'm not even in it no more. Obviously, I don't have no eligibility left, but watching, <laughs> seeing like some of these players that's ranked, oh. and I'm like, they ranked? Mm-hmm. They what? This, this is ranked? This is talent, and especially you Bro. see now when we look at the NBA now is some players that were ranked top 15 high school players projected to get drafted, don't even get drafted. So I give you props for that, for not even paying attention to it no more, because as you said, it's politics. And sometimes a lot of these people don't even get drafted. Like yeah. from high school to college, to the league, it's a lot of things that could happen. You got injuries, you got life that happens. You have things that go on with your mental. It's a whole lot that goes into factor and into that. Something I want to ask everybody I know we was going to start with Malice at the Palace, but we can definitely get to that. That's not going to be a problem. Speaking of this, though, right? So we heard very multiple times, we heard it. Jalen Green has said, hey, yo, I got a chip on my shoulder. I feel I should have been drafted number one. We're going to go on a two-fold with that, starting with the sports, though. 
do you think a chip on your shoulder when it comes to sports can it be detrimental more than beneficial where you're focused so much on he said it i have a chip on my shoulder from day one i'm trying to prove that i should have been number one and we saw how the game started off he was kind of fidgety some turnovers playing too fast do you think that in the long run that can be detrimental to you i i think so i think if like you said, if you're playing too fast, if you're rushing your game to prove a point, to prove to people so bad that that you should have been drafted number one or whatever the case may be or that you're better than this guy, like at the end of the day, you still got to play your game and you still got to perform. So you, you can't – you got you have to learn to be able to block those certain things out and, and just play your game, and, and your work's going to speak for itself, right? People are going to pick up and, and notice that, okay, yeah, he is better than this person, but – if you let it consume you, and I don't think Jalen Green is, but if you let it consume you and that's all you're thinking about, I need to prove these people wrong, I need to prove these people wrong, it can certainly be detrimental. I know I can speak for, for me. Having that mentality, it then puts it where you're, one, selfish, because now you could come into the game playing just for you. Mm. Whatever the sport is, unless it's an individual sport, we're talking about tennis, then go ahead, have that chip on your shoulder, golf, have that chip on your shoulder, that, that's great. You don't have nobody else that you have to help out. Bowling, you by yourself. Cool. But for me, one is selfish, and I would often, and we see it time from time, I'm taking bad shots, I'm forcing shots. Hey, coach said run this play. Oh, this the dude that y'all said better than me? Now I'm going one-on-one. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But I end up in a position where I'm often now comparing. I'm often now not even appreciating what my game is. I like the viewpoint where you have a chip on your shoulder, but it's to yourself. I'm proving to myself I'm this. I'm proving to myself I'm this good. I know I'm this good. At the end of the day, you really, for me, even when it comes to, this is why I said it's twofold. In life, I view it like, yo, I got to prove this to myself. It's going to be, it don't matter. No, we have, we have these debates all the time. It's people that think Michael Jordan isn't the greatest. Jordan ain't losing a ounce of sleep for none of y'all Negroes that don't think he the greatest. You got to believe it. You got to have that confidence in yourself and don't give a darn if anybody else believe it. And we see some players where that also is a detriment to them. They think they're the greatest thing in the world and lose out on $80 million. <laughs> <laughs> you spoiling you spoil it. You spoiling it. I, I, this, this conversation, I... I this this you, having a chip on your shoulder in life and sports can be a, a double edged sword. Simply put, mm. when I when I when I first started playing basketball when I was younger, I was the ultimate chip on my shoulder type of basketball player. I don't even call myself a basketball player back then. I was just I was a kid who was fast and could dribble. That was it. But sound like Giannis. <laughs> I can shoot free throws though. But <laughs> but the the reality is like. That works against you. I play against dudes that would talk trash, all types of stuff, man. And, and you'd amp yourself up to a point where you're not even playing your own game. Sometimes it works. Sometimes you play the best game of your life. But a lot, it's it's really a double-edged sword because basketball and, and life, that's what that's why I love basketball. That's why I love sports because it's really synonymous with life. You're you have to be even cute in all situations emotionally to be able to perform at your best no matter what you're doing. I I I would get too amped up. And then I'm like, okay, great. Like I'm I'm playing great defense, but offensively, you gotta be patient. You gotta be changing speeds. I only played at one speed. 
that that wasn't because I technically didn't know how to change speed. It's because I was so amped up. I'm so I'm, I'm like, he thinks he's better than me. I'm going to go at him. So when I started snapping out of that as I got older and funny enough, now where I play like where I play for fun, I play. I, I still work on all the technicalities of the game. Cause I love this. Like I was training for a while, training people for a while. I love basketball, the passion, but I play for fun. And now that I play for fun, I play my best basketball. I, 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 I always make the right, I make the right play. Like I make the right play. It's just fun to play that way. It's just fun to play that way. And like basketball, I said, it's synonymous with life. It's, it's no different in life. I, I don't, I don't do things for anybody else's validation. I do things because I just want to prove to myself I can do it. I do things because I've got outside motivating factors for myself, but it's not going to have a chip on my shoulder. I don't, I don't, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. I don't, you know what I mean? Like being in those kind of environments, you know, like it, it, it doesn't bring the best out of you all the time. I, I didn't feel that way. You know, it's part of the reason why I've made the decisions I've made recently in my, in my professional life. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've, I've chosen, I've chosen, I've chosen to take control of my career and go to a place where I felt like that wasn't the constant message in my professional, like my career. Like that was a thing that I was doing within my career. Like I don't, I'm not competing against you. I'm not competing against you. Chris know what I'm talking about. I'm not competing against you. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not competing against you. I'm just, I'm out here just trying to do well for myself, for my family, my loved ones. That's it. That's it. Like it's, it's nothing more than that. So yeah, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. It can work against you. It can work for you. It can work against you. you. If you can harness it and use it the right way, great. That's the key. Great. The harnessing of it. You can some, harness it. Because Kobe people, was like that. Kobe, Kobe was, was like, like that. that. I'm wearing a shirt. Kobe harnessed it. And he turned it into a you, Hall of Fame like said, career. It's a certain type. You have to, add, in the words it's of Michael controlled. Beasley, we them ones. You have to really be built for that. Yeah, it's you not everybody. Really, like some people need to talk trash and get them going. Yes, it might not. Michael Jordan was famous. Like, I ain't said nothing to you, Mike. He just need to get something going. Say, I didn't say nothing to you, Mike. Yeah. Mike makes something up and said, "You said what about my mom?" And all right, now he got sixty points. Some people need that, and they know how to harness it. Everybody isn't built that way. And you get out of your game. You get out of your personality in life. A lot of people aren't trash talkers. Nope. A lot of people aren't, but they will talk trash because somebody's talking trash to them. And then people might feel pressured. Oh, yeah. Oh, you a punk? You ain't going to say nothing? Nah, I ain't got to say nothing. I'm going to drop 65 on you. I'm going to smile. And I'm going to keep it pushing. I don't have to say nothing. But people are pressured to do that. Is going back to our whole conversation that we started from the old other episode. Social media will have you thinking one type of way. Will have you pressured like, yo, I got to do this. I got to have this. I got to do this in life. I got, I got the shit from the shoulder. Oh, they did this. I got to one up them. No. I even had to tell a couple of my coworkers. They're like, oh, you coming to take our job. You coming to take the job. I didn't even come for you. I'm not thinking about you. I'm really not. As you said, I'm doing this for my family. I'm just putting food on the table. We've had this conversation. I'm like, like, like conversation oh, there. it's not my, it's God's favor and his blessings. Hey, I didn't expect coming to the job I'm at right now and be promoted in under six months, three times. Oh, I think he, his room is going around that you trying to take his job. No, <laughs> no, I don't even think about men's. I said, oh, is more money involved? Okay, I'll take it. Oh, I get to keep still doing this? One of the stipulations, yo, I need my Thursday nights. We can do that. All right, cool. I'm rocking with you then. We cool. I need my Thursday nights. 
I record. All right, we're going to schedule this time. You're going to get off two, three hours in advance. So you have time to do it. All right, we're on the same page. I rock with that. Oh, yeah, Tuesday nights, I got Bible study. Go ahead. Go, go to Bible study. Sundays, I'm not working. I got church. Oh, you going to the building? No, we on, we on Zoom. So what? I got church. <laughs> so, so what? <laughs> I got church. I'm not working Sundays. Are you going to promote me and not let me work Sundays? Yeah, that works. All right, cool. I accept where I sign. It can't be the chip on the shoulder for me. It can't be the constant looking oh, at somebody man. else and trying to pull something to somebody else. That's not a healthy way to live, man. It, it isn't. It's not. It's not. That it's comparison not. really kills. And it's times where I'm even at work. It's times where I'm here. It's times where I'm editing. And I look at myself. My wife be hearing me talk to myself like, golly, you was a bat. Shut your mouth. I say it to myself. I don't need the value. I don't, I'll look at my dang that cut look good on you, my boy. <laughs> you was, oh boy. My haircuts the is bright. Haircuts Yo. is the only thing I have a chip on my shoulder about. You got a better if you got a better haircut than me, I gotta go find that barber because but I got I got the best barber in the world, so it don't really don't matter. Everybody say barber that. top. My Everybody. barber's not, no, some people say that and shouldn't be saying it at all. Some of y'all heads be looking crazy. I'm like, so. I, yeah, I keep it a stack. The person I went to look at my touching his head. <laughs> Hey, shout, shout, shout your barber out, ma. Shout your barber out. Yeah, then y'all gonna go to him. Oh, you can't share a bar. You not trying to bring him revenue? First of all, I'm str- I'm straight on you this. You said side. you got a better my bar. Barber. No, my barber top. My barber top one. Top one. Top one in, in Jersey. Top one in Jersey. Well, where I live at, I got I got a rotation. I got top one in Jersey. Don't don't. I ain't gonna say no. Because because I got a starting five. You ain't gonna say that. I got a starting five. No Every cap. time I get a cut, this man Greg said, "Damn, what barber you go to? Where? Damn, now nah, he really iced you. He really laced you." And Chris wasn't always getting the, Chris wasn't always getting the top hair, top haircuts. You noticed that, Hey Rude. Hey Rude. How do you um how do you approach and attack games um as being somebody that can do everything? You can score, you can assist, you can rebound. Um, I honestly think, and I'm gonna keep it a stack with you, seeing some of the AU games, seeing some of the stats, seeing some of the box scores. I'm like, yo, Rube is super unselfish. Rube can go get 65 any given night. I've been to a couple of the practices. Rube pack, yo, me, I Maybe this is why I'm not in your position. It was times when I'm like, I'm not passing you the rock. You suck. I'm about to go. <laughs> <laughs> my shot with three hands in my face is better than your wide open shot. So, nah, that's my boy Gilbert Arena. Shout out to you, no show, Gil. <laughs> that's even worse. How do you approach games, man? Because you definitely you're you're somebody that can score. You're definitely unselfish. So, how do you approach games? Whoa. I mean, I watch a lot of basketball, right? And as much as I like to joke around with Greg and talk down on LeBron James, I honestly, I know he's the best player I've ever seen in my life, right? You, you see how he approaches the game, how he gets everybody involved. Like, you see, he um, he gets his teammates involved first because he knows that if they are hitting his shots, everything's going to open up for him. So me, and I wasn't always a pat, like, I was always trying to be a score first kind of guy growing up. But then I got to, um, you know, AAU and whatnot. My coach Wellington, he kind of emphasized moving. Shout the out to Wellington. We gotta so, get him on for a show with good working Wi Fi. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like you know, I just go in with the mindset I'm Yo. gonna get people involved and do everything else before scoring. Try to do things, other things before I can score to open up the whole game for me and my teammates. Before we transition, right? I just want to ask you, right? So now you're going to college. What's the 
what's the ultimate goal uh, for you? Where do you see yourself in the next four or five years? Four or five years, a lot can happen, bro. Honestly, I could be in a league in the next four or five years, to be honest. I have confidence in myself, right? But, um, you know, for me, I've learned to just take things day by day. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really looking too far into the future. I'm just trying to get better each day and, you know, like really take the time to just perfect my craft, you know, work on my mental, you know, like this basketball, bro, it's, you know, politics, you do it, then you just, you know, your mental can get all, you got to keep a straight head, you know what I'm saying? So you got to be able to perform every single game. Go out there, just kill, do what I do. And then, you know, let everything come to me. Yo, this is again where I got I look in the mirror, I look into the camera. Yo, you're a bad man, Antonio. You're a bad man because this is a perfect transition. Now you talk about your mental and performing and the, yeah. and the pressure. Something that was a constant part that was said, Ron Artest, Meta World Peace, however you want to view him, mention that in Malice at the Palace. How it was a lot of pressure, how it was a lot of mental that he was going through. He even asked the Pacers, like, yo, can I get some time off? What was y'all takes? What was y'all recast? What did y'all take away from this episode of Malice at the Palace? We obviously knew what happened, but it gave us a deeper look into it, different angles, how the NBA handled it. What was y'all, some of y'all biggest takes? I want Miles to start it off. What, what was you taking away from it? All right, so with the mouse in the palace, I mean, everybody's seen it and everybody's heard of it. It's like one of those legendary moments in the league that happened. Um, I mean, I took away from it that, you know, Ron Artest was a bad dude. Like, I mean, mentally, you can't, you can't knock him because everybody deals with stuff in their own way. And... I mean, leading up to that game and his time in the league, he was dealing with a lot of stuff back then. So, I mean, sometimes it just takes one thing to really set you off. And I mean, that bottle of water being thrown at him was enough for him to charge a fan in the, the stand. So, I mean, in that situation, you can't really fault any of the players right there. You just, it's like a fight or flight situation. Like you see, I feel like I'm in danger. There's thousands of fans and there's only like five guys on the court really backing me up. So it's like, do I just let them come at me or do I, you know, fight back? So I can't knock Ron for that. And Jermaine, I mean, they might have butted heads a little bit, but with teammates, you got to always back up your boy. So I can appreciate that. And of course, Steven Jackson, he's he's always going to roll for whoever's wearing the same I'm jersey. down for the ride. Yeah, he's down for the ride. So I thought it was, it was a cool look looking to that day. And then the coverage on, you know, the Pacers thinking they were the best team in the league going into that season and, you know, a little rivalry between them and the Pistons added a little more to it, but – it just makes you realize that, damn, what could have been with that Pacers team. Like, literally, that fight basically broke up the whole bunch. And mm -hmm. Ron went his separate ways. Then soon after, Steven Jackson went his own way. So, And then Reggie Miller retired. So that team was built, built to win one. But, I mean, in sports, sometimes it happens, you know. Two things I'll take away from what you just said, right? 
one, it has to be another, another like love and respect shown to Phil Jackson in the Bulls organization because they let Dennis Rodman take a mental break per se in between the middle of the season because their organization was built to do that. You had a Hall of Fame coach and you had a Hall of Fame player within Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. The Pacers didn't have that. The Pacers didn't have that infrastructure to be able to do what was really needed for Ron Artest. He tried to tell him. According to him, he tried to tell him. And although it wasn't as publicized and it wasn't such a hot topic of mental health, we, like I said, you had an example with Dennis Rodman. That was your example right there. Dennis Rodman came back, did his thing. The question never was talent or skill with Ron Artest. It was always mental. If the man is telling you he needs a mental break, you give the man a mental break. The second thing we saw from what you just said, fight or flight. The thing we often do as a society, as a culture, and I've done it myself, I've been guilty of it. When it comes to sports, when it comes to celebrities, this social media life, we often take the human element out of it. Oh, they are athletes, so we hold them to a higher standard. You know darn well, if you was laying on top of a couch or somewhere, laying there, chilling, minding your business, actually going through the process of what you was taught in therapy, and somebody throws a water bottle at you, put yourself in those shoes. Are you just laying there still like, oh, I turned the other cheek? Let's be honest. We take the human element out of it. We hold athletes, we hold celebrities, we hold movie stars, actors, actresses, musicians to a higher standard. We hold governors to a higher standard. Not saying that they shouldn't be held to a higher standard, being that they're in the spotlight, being that they have this certain platform and they have a certain responsibility. But we can't then, when situations happen like this, just look at it like, oh, he should have known better. You're, are you going to do that? And I, I'm very careful at times to be like, oh, I would never. You don't know. You don't know till you're in that situation. You don't know what you would do if you had that much money. It's for some people, is a reason that you don't have that much money because you would act out probably two times worse. So I think in these situations, we do have to always keep the human element in mind and extend that grace what were some of y'all other takes? Um, Chris, Greg, Rue, whoever wants to talk on it on this cool behind documentary. Yeah, it was awesome. It, it was really awesome to see, especially to hear their side of the story after they've been silenced for so long. I, I thought, and we talked about it earlier, I thought Jermaine O'Neal throughout that whole documentary carried himself with with such grace, you know, and even when he when he shared his side of the story. Um, you know, he he didn't. He obviously he was angry. You could tell he was pissed off, but he didn't make a fool out of himself. Um, you know, he, he just really was vulnerable and, and and shared his emotion with us. So I thought that was awesome. But watching it, this just speaks so high into mental health is a real thing. It, it truly is, and and we saw it with with Ron Artest. Um, you know, admitting that he you know he was suffering. Um, he knew something was off, right? He didn't know what it was, but he kept saying like. I don't, I don't feel right. I don't feel right. I, I, I feel like something's off. And, you know, that's what uh, 
you know, encouraged him to, to go seek help and, and see what was wrong. And he, he ended up coming out saying that he was suffering from depression and anxiety. And they mentioned that, you know, the teammates kind of knew what was going on, but they really didn't know, uh, like, the specifics around what was going mm-hmm. on. They knew that he had to see a therapist that would travel with them and whatnot. Um, and, uh, and they was cool with it, which is fine. But at, at the end of the day, like, the problem that I have with the whole thing and, and the media at the time that was blaming uh, Ron Artest for this whole outrage, you know, the big issue here is you set somebody off that is going through something, right? You set someone off that's not all the way there. And he, he alluded to the fact that when he was laying down on that scoreboard table, right, with his hands behind his head, yes, it looks like he's, you know, antagonizing the other team. But he, he said, and again, you, you can take it for what it is, respecting uh, another human. And again, like you said, you take the – people try to downplay it and take the human element out of it, and you can't do that. Like, like you're literally treating me like like I'm garbage. You're, you're throwing beer at me, and, and again, like, we're here to entertain you. And, and – I, I don't know, man. That that whole documentary got me hot and <laughs> it rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but it was definitely cool to to see like an inside perspective on on how they dealt with it and what was going through their mind at the time. Yeah, I, I'm gonna work backwards on this because I had a lot of thoughts on this as I watched it. But the first thing that came to mind and the first thing I thought about, and I, yo, I was alive for this. Like I, I remember it happening vividly. I remember seeing it on TV. But I was too young to. I wasn't. My mind isn't where it is now. Wasn't wasn't that it where it wasn't where it was where it is now then. Mm-hmm. So one thing I think this is one of the most racist stories ever. Like in sports, you want to put it in the prism of sports, fine. But I think societally, there were a lot. There's a race played a big role in this. I didn't even I didn't realize it back then. I don't. I didn't think the way that I do now. Um, the NBA, I'll start with the NBA's reaction with NBA, the way they handled this. David Stern. So David Stern chose to come down hard on the players, which everybody expected, because the pressure from the media, the pressure from fans everywhere was that the players should be held accountable. You can't have players running in the stands. And on one level, you're right. You shouldn't have players can't run in the stands. Like, it can't, it can't happen. No. But that's not what started the whole thing, right? So essentially what he chose to do was take the side of a fan of an entitled, privileged, let's call a spade a spade, racist fan who said, I'm going to throw a full bottle of soda at this at this athlete on, on the court, at this black athlete on the court. I think this all matters, okay? Detroit is 77% black. Now, I looked it up on the way here. They're set, the 77% of their population in, 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 the, in the city of Detroit is black. How many black people were in, were in the stands that night? Did you see? The other thing, but alluded to that, right? Before you continue, they've alluded to that where they played at at the time, right? At the palace, that was not in the city parts of Detroit. Mm-hmm. So often at their games, there was a lot of Caucasians and not blacks at the game. It wasn't in the inner city. Mm. It was on the outskirts. It really, it rarely ever is. And these these arenas are never built in the inner cities for the most part. That's other than that's playing the Prudential. For real, that's the, probably the only time I could think of. Like for real, so you you have a bunch of privileged and title fans, right? You they, you don't represent the fan base 
there's, there's a, basketball is a sport dominated by black people. Period. You don't have they're not representative of the fan of the fan base. They're there. They get drunk. They're entitled. They're privileged. You see them interview getting interviewed, and they're talking about like they they, they talked they talked about that night like they had the right to do what they did. They, there wasn't much shame from day. any of these fans to this day. These are these are fifty to sixty year old men. Now we're talking about women. Now that we're talking about, they had a couple of women on there talking, right? Still calling these guys thugs now, now. So race was a big story, but the NBA chose to, to to come down hard on the players and not hold the fans accountable because what the fans put money in your pockets. Yo, guess what, David Stern? Without these black men, there is no NBA. There is no NBA. There's no there's nobody for the fans to root for. If you don't protect your asset, there is nothing to put on the court. Nothing. So the fact that he came down so hard on these guys and run our test at the time. And, and I know back then the landscape, everything was different. People didn't take mental health seriously. That's what it was. We had an example on Dennis Rodman. It was inexcusable the way they handled it. So it's not an excuse I'm making for them. But they didn't. Even now, people don't take mental health that seriously. It's, it's a conversation now, but not seriously enough. But you come down hard on them and you and you say the fans paid pay, pay with your revenue. And that's why you guys are getting paid. And some of that's true, but really it's, it's about the Jermaine O'Neal. It's about the Ron Artest. It's about the Jamal Tinsley. Those, Reggie Miller, that's why you get paid because these guys are really, really good at what they do. They are better at something than you, than you will ever be in your life. So for him not to get that, it, I'm sorry, it reeks, it reeks of not just like being short-sighted. It, it reeks of racism. Like you, you took the side of these angry white fans who are trying to rip chairs out and throw chairs at these dudes. The full bo- like there were those guys didn't pay the way Jermaine O'Neal paid the way the way Ron Artest paid they didn't pay the same kind con- they were they didn't pay the same price even the dude who who got uh, tried the the dude they caught they caught him the guy who started it all what did he really lose these were minor criminal offenses he got charged with did he do any jail time I didn't hear him mention jail time no but Ron Artest lost millions. Jamal O'Neal, Jamal O'Neal didn't just lose millions; he lost his career. His career was never the same. It derailed it. So the consequences these guys paid was far greater than that of any any white person in that crowd. And yeah, I'm making it about race because it was about race. It is about race now. It was about race then. One hundred, one thousand percent. That's what it was about. And that's what really bothers me about it. Like just looking back, because when you're when I was a kid, like I was thinking, what? what? Ronaldo is crazy. He's cr- I always thought that he's crazy. He's crazy. He's cr- he ran into the crowd and punched a fan. Are you kidding me? I guess that was when I was a kid. But looking back, watching that documentary, like man, like it's it's the it's the entitlement. It's the entitlement of these people, man. It's the entitlement of the people who go to these games. And the reality is, is that the black people who are diehard fans don't have the money to go to these games. The socioeconomic structure of this country doesn't allow for black people to go to these games and show up. Because if, if, if that had been a crowd with a lot of black people in it, would that have happened? I don't think I don't think it would have happened, bro. I'm gonna keep it, it would not have happened. Okay, like that that's it's a thing. It still happens to this day. We still have fans doing stupid stuff like throwing things at Russell Westbrook. Utah fan, Utah fans talking crazy to players. It's still a thing. And guess what the common denominator is? They are white. They are white. It's just, a, I'm, I'm just keeping it a buck. Like, we, we got to call a spade a spade. Like, that's the thing. that It's all this undertone. They're talking about race, but they're not really talking about it. Like, yo, 
that's what it was. That's what the story. And then the coverage, the media, the media coverage. This is you could talk about. There could be an entire podcast on this conversation, conversation alone. And I know we got other stuff to get to, but the media coverage would set everything you need to know too. Calling them thugs, call them fifty different, fifty million different ways to call these guys thugs and all that stuff, right? Holding the and literally villainizing the players. It turned into a player thing, a player issue. The NBA's th- a thug driven league. The other thing gangsters. too. Tattoos. Come on, the other son. Thing like too, that that's pointed out with that, with the coverage and vilifying the thing that you said too. As kids, we now knowing, but as kids, you're seeing the edited version. Yeah, we all, right. They didn't show the whole thing, but right. even as kids, it was a few of people that I knew, and obviously I didn't have a podcast back then. The so y'all can verify it, but I, again, I don't do nothing for y'all anyway. I said from day one, even with the edited vision, Ron Artest was minding his business Facts. and somebody threw something on him. Mm-hmm. Even on the edited part of the video, he was chilling, somebody threw something on him, and that was, we saw throughout the whole documentary, was completely ignored and irresponsibly by network after network after network after network after network about the players about the players not about hey somebody threw something on ron r test they thought that was okay they thought they they didn't get away with it nothing was mentioned about he was actually minding his business nobody the whole little him and ben was going at it that happened all the time in the league they they alluded to that Mm -hmm. Doing that, they knew nobody's actually fighting. Mm-hmm. They were actually friends. Most of these Pacers and Pistons players were actually friends. Yep. He was chilling, minding his business. And the thing that made me view it is like, bro, this is why I like the different platforms and social media that we have now so we could have our voices out there and giving our perspective on it our podcast other podcasts because a lot of what was with that coverage also was none of us there was two or three black people actually that spoke on it yep and then it also makes you look at it for me it's like yo espn cnn we already knew fox news has already always been a hunted with how they feel mm-hmm. but looking at a lot of these networks it's like oh okay Oh, okay. Y'all been on that. You know what was more disappointing, too, is you heard Stephen A's takes at the time. I really hear him riding for anybody. Yo, Stephen Stephen A's been selling out since he started, bro. For a check? Yo, the thing is. For a check, bro. Yo, you heard him. What did he say? We were, again, you said we were kids. We didn't know. Yo, you know what's so crazy? When I was that age, I held Stephen A at the highest regard, bro. Everything he said, I was like, yo, I'll listen. But we ain't have an understanding really. Because he looked like me he's on TV. Exactly. Because he looked like me he was on TV. Of what was going on. We didn't have the understanding really of our plight. We didn't have the understanding of how valuable it is when you do get to that point of actually speaking up for us. Because you've been selling for years. Us, right? We are going to get to the point where this podcast is listened to everybody around the world. Yes. But people that are already on that level that have the platform to get out to tell our story, when they don't do that, that is extremely irresponsible. What? You're extremely helping to push the narrative of how we're viewed. 
you need to be able to call out and say, no, 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 that's not it. Shoot, mm. we just saw a clip where Skip had to be called out <laughs> by his coworker, and she was like, yo, I'm allowed to have an opinion too. I said this to somebody that sent this to me. You saw the group chat. My man, Johan, shout out to Johan, sent this to me. I was like, yo, Skip really is an ugly person on the inside. Like, really an ugly, I'm tired of hearing Shannon and Stephen Nang mm-hmm. and this black person and that black person. We defend Skip. Skip's not that bad. Skip's a good person. Stop. I don't want to hear no more. I don't want to hear no more. Stuff like that. Where you look you know, like you a child the, on the show. You saw the way he was trying to shut her down. Exactly. You and the way like he trying to shut her down childish. because because she's a woman. You look he like was like, he was basically saying, ah, okay, okay. Like, you know, like this just disrespect. And Shannon was trying to throw Shannon was trying to throw it out there. Like, yo, yo, yo. Nah, we're a team. We're a team. Shannon's trying to play peacemaker. He tried to play peacemaker. But this is what I'm saying. Look, yeah. Skip really looked like somebody that was still in middle school. No, we're not a team. No. No, really grow up. At this point, grow up. I said, but you know I what? But, but hold on. You, you, with Skip, we, we, we go off the rails right now. With Skip, why are we surprised? Oh, like, we, me and me are surprised. Yeah. But for you to make a career out of hating on one one athlete the way he's, he's made a career out of hating on Bron, he started the false name that Bron wasn't clutch. That was him. And he's just rolled that ever since, rolled the momentum. So if you're childish enough, because you are childish to attack one man that much and make a name for yourself, then you're childish. Then you you are, you are certainly childish enough to be to be to be sexist, to to not treat women the right way, to to be to be other things. I don't know where else he stands in other places. I don't care what Shannon says. Says I I know what I see. We know what we see. Exactly. I know what I see. He's That's not, it. He's not a good. He's not a good person. That's he it. He doesn't make good decisions. Come on, son. I want to ask you this rule. We we mentioned it. We talking about the the fans and things like that. You actually again, you're still playing the sport. You're getting to the point where you're going to get paid for the sport. You're going to be. In the league overseas, you're gonna be getting paid for this. How do you deal with fan hecklers, bro? Bro, <clears throat> well, to to be heckled at that, well, how he was, right? So, all right, from my point of view, if somebody threw some beer on me, like, what would I do? Would I run into the stand and try to fight him? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. But I definitely would react. I'm human, you know. Like, I'm not gonna say, oh, I'm not gonna react. I'm just gonna keep pushing and try to play peace. No. Bro, because somebody's disrespecting you, somebody, and people should have your back. I feel like you know, like the whether it's your team, your coach, the the NBA commissioner, or whoever's running the whole organization, they should have your back because nobody should be allowed to do that. So me personally, I would. Man, how do I handle them? I mean, for the, depends on the level to how they are heckling me, but for the most part, I mean, I try to stay as calm as possible, but until I can, you know, I have to be acting out. Transitioning, man. We're going to go to our cap or fact segment. Y'all already know I explained it the rule before. I'm going to give you a statement. You're going to tell me if it's cap or is it fact. First one, Udonis Haslam at this point, who just signed another one-year, $2 million contract, should just be a coach slash player development guy for Miami. Cap or facts? Facts. Right. That's, 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 that's what he's doing now. They just don't call him that. But you're not bringing him back to play. I think that the other thing too, because was he, play, was he about to play for? <laughs> I think they're. You should just call him a coach, player development guy, because you trying to win a championship. You are gonna run UD out there at forty five? The thing with UD and the, the thing, no disrespect UD, because you definitely still got it. Because the game that he, the one game he played last year, he played like six minutes, had six points, six boards, and got kicked out the game. That's pretty good. He he still got some. Oh, it's not a disrespect to him, but come on, but. 
Because I'm saying this. Remember, he was one of the people that had to sacrifice the most when they got that big three together, money wise. Yeah. So I think this is really. They just paying. Patch is trying to do right by him. I think that's what it that's is. All, it's yeah, right I'll make it up to you in one year deals. How about that? I'll make it up to you in one year deals. And you can't walk anymore. I don't know if y'all heard about this one. If y'all need me to further explain this one, I will. Jason Kidd shouldn't be coaching on any level. Cap mm. or facts? I got to say that's facts, bro. <laughs> he shouldn't be coaching? No, he shouldn't. You're, so you're, not, you're, not, you're, not, you're not picking up what he's putting down. I'm breaking it now. So, right? So, reports came out. It's going to be in a book. It was mm-hmm. excerpts that oh, okay. Jason Kidd decided, hey, when he was coaching the Bucks. We lost the game. I don't like how y'all played. Cancel your flights. You're not going to celebrate Christmas with your family. We're going to have a three-hour practice. You're not flying out. You're not celebrating it. Giannis, yo, another separate instance. You're playing like crap. I'm going to come. I'm going to talk to you in the halftime. You suck. You really trash. Sat him down the whole second half. They won the game. It was a blowout, but sat him down the whole second half. And they went back and looked at the tape, found out Jason Kidd was wrong. Giannis did not mess the play up that Jason Kidd was referencing. He also, and correct me if I'm wrong, Larry Sanders, who came out after his career talking about how important mental health was for him. I strongly believe Jason Kidd played the factor in causing him to want to retire early because everybody, when he retired, was like, wait, why is he retiring? He's only like 27. Yeah, he's 20 constantly they said was calling him out of his name disrespect him as a human being happens all the time and he actually if i remember the reports he decided he said that he was on go to the bathroom to leave a practice that they was in and didn't show back up like he took a flight somewhere like that's how bad it was for larry sander so with knowing these facts should jay kidd even coach on any level outside, outside of these facts though you gotta remember he had the whole domestic abuse case when he's playing for the nets with his what with his i don't know if they're still together or not no um, I, I highly doubt it was it was pretty bad it was pretty it was very bad and it, it, it was proven that he was guilty with it too like we we you know like i remember that kyle i was you know nets fan come on now but don't 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 do that it's like no reason on this ball no but um Nah, nah, like just that off the strength of that alone. I think off the strength of that alone, without this, that alone, and then topped with this. With this, I don't think yeah. he shouldn't be coaching on any level because one of the biggest parts of coaching, and sometimes you have your assistant coach handle this part, is managing personalities and just being able to communicate and talk to people. From these facts that's coming out from the situation with the domestic thing, he don't know how to really talk to people. He don't oh. know how to respect people. Which right? is huge, yeah. And as a coach, if you're doing that and you call people out their name, no, you shouldn't be coaching then. They said Mo Cheeks was bad, too. Mo Cheeks was bad. Uh, he's, Matt Barnes has stories about how he was disrespecting him, talking, call, calling him out of his name. It happens in the NBA all the time. It's not just a Jason Kidd problem. Yeah. It's not just – in fact, coaches, that, all, coaches at every level do this. If you're doing this that, you problem. should not be coaching. Come you on, son. You're not in the you're not in that position to be coaching. Like coaches get beat up too. What about that coach in Newark that got jumped by his players after the game? <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we coaches get beat up too. We don't know the details on that. I don't I don't remember the if the details ever came out, but 
if it was because of how he was treating the players, I don't see nothing. I don't see nothing wrong with it at all. And if you if high school is doing that, trust this and NBA. believe. Trust and believe. The only thing that's stopping a lot of these NBA players from putting hands on the coach is losing out on money. That's it. And I said this even with the the whole documentary. You know, people coming out. Oh yeah, they're thug wannabes. See this man. See this grown man. Forget. Take the athlete off. See me as a man off the court. I don't get to lose money. I don't have nothing to lose. And we just, we have a, a fair one-on-one. There's a lot of people who would take back those words. It's a lot of people. They talk about Ron Artest. He's crazy. Da, da, da. See Ron Artest in a charity fight. I guarantee you, they step in the ring. Oh, no, no, Ron. I was joking, man. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was, I was just, I was just doing it for ratings, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all. I don't. I didn't, I didn't mean none of that. <laughs> Which is where I I can't rock with stuff like that. Skip, Steven, Shannon, whoever. If anybody does it and they're doing it for ratings and disrespecting people as a person, like the Stephen A. thing, talking about uh, Kwame Brown, yeah. But even to the point of acting like you didn't know how to pronounce the, uh, the names of the Nigerian team. Now, if any of them saw you on the street, mm-hmm. it would be a problem if they wanted smoke. You learn how to pronounce name real fast. You going real quick. Oh yeah, I know. I, I yeah, I know your name. Nah, that's not cool. Next one. <laughs> Tory Lanes cannot be canceled. This is cap a, or this facts. is that's a podcast. That's like podcast. Here, here, here. Here's that's a podcast in number so He can't be. No. I don't. I don't think he can be canceled. He just sold out He's his album good. in a million and what in a, uh, under a minute. Really? Under a minute. Oh, 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 oh. He dropped the album? He I, dropped the album. So this is where. <laughs> yeah, well, he dropped the album? Oh, wow. Y'all late on this. So <laughs> he decided to put out an album, but he put it out. You could go on his page. He put it out that people had to buy it for $1. And you could go resell it if you want. He put it out. Mm-hmm. And like in under a minute, it was only a million copies available. Sold out. Sold out. Wow. <laughs> We talked. We talked about this last episode. Oh, it's too. not going. It's not going to be on Apple Music. It's only for people that bought it. it. It's it's smart what he's doing. He's just taking. A, that's a, that's a, that's a. Let me see what it, let me see what the temperature is out here for me. Move. Let's see how people feel out here. Canceling is so performative, bro. Canceling is so performative, bro. Like we people were so hot about the Magnus Stallion situation. And, and look, we don't know. The, I, do we know? We don't have no. Oh yeah, we don't have no facts either way. Nothing has come besides out besides her wound. And he said they saw a video of her getting out the car with, her, with a with a wound in her foot. So she, they know she had been shot in the car for a fact. They just know who they don't know who did it for sure. Is that what it was? Because either yo, so either, let's say, let's say we found out that Torian Lanes did shoot her foot, did in fact shoot her foot. I don't think he's getting canceled either. But either way, I agree with that. I mean, and we talked about it on the show last time. If if no one canceled Chris Brown for for doing the horrible things that he did to Rihanna, why why would you expect people to cancel Tori? Yeah. It's two different. It's two different levels because you shoot. It's two different levels because you It's both both are horrible. Yeah, horrible. You shoot. You shoot someone in the foot. I think you're on equal plan, equal ground. I don't think one's worse than the other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we don't have to argue about that semantics. No, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's semantics. Only only thing I would say regarding that, right? And I've said this from the jump. We need to, of course, our culture doesn't do this. Need to shut up. And see, once the court details and everything comes out and the court case comes out, then make your decision because we could find out. We could find out 
Tori was innocent. We could find out Meg caused the issue to happen. We could find out a bunch of different things. We could find out Tori did it just on his own. Whatever the details come out, the only thing that I have an issue with it, I don't think anybody could get canceled in this culture if you handle it right and you're smart about it. And the other thing, too, is the level that you're at. You can say what you want about Tori. You can say what you want about Chris Brown. They put out good music. So a lot of y'all, oh, I saw a lot of females that was tweeting, oh, Tori this, Tori that, are one of the people that bought the Dollar album. But And oh, my God, Tori is great. Performing it. Y'all switch up real quick. Mm-hmm. I just want that same energy of all the people jumping on artists that supported them, jumping on other people that was like, I'm mm-hmm. in support of Tory Lanez, jumping on people that was like, hey, I want to get the facts first and then got mad at them. What? You're not standing with women? So if, 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 and I'm not blown up yet for you to cancel me anyhow, so you can feel how you want to feel about this. If (laughs) the facts come out, he didn't do it. Y'all really need to apologize on that same energy. That same level of energy. Yo, what about, so... Guys, we said this. Last, I said this. Last, I said this last episode. If the baby made, if the baby was making music that people liked, he would not be canceled. He'd still be out here cru- cruising around doing whatever he does. All right, it, it's just not good. Okay, it's not even he can't rap. We don't got to talk about. We don't, we ain't got to technicalities. It's not that he can't rap. It's just that people get tired of his flow. We get he, every song sound the exact same. That's the problem, right, Mom? His cadence is horrible. It's the same cadence every song. It's to the point where it's really, really bad. It's insulting. Hey, for some of y'all that don't know what that means, y'all got Google. Look it up. Go ahead. But, but, but with um, with Tory, with Chris Brown, with these details come out, these situations, Tory, Tory make good music. Mm-hmm. Tory make good music, bro. So at the end of the day, can you, we talked about it? Can you separate the artist from the from from the art, the person from the art? I can. I can make this up. I can make the distinction. Also, we don't know all the facts with the Chris Brown situation. I be hearing. I'm, I'm sure we know this, the details are out here. What he did was wrong. It was horrible. I, I, I don't. I have to look it up. I ain't gonna say nothing on the podcast that could, could jeopardize my standing out here. It's too many women listening to the podcast. People I rock with. I don't know. But I'm gonna tell you this: with Chris Brown, I rock with his music. Does that mean I think I support him as a person? No. No, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what he's on. The other thing, but like the I music said, is the music is crack. So I listen to the music. <laughs> the other thing I say before we transition to the next topic, though, right? Again, taking the human element out of it, they are in the spotlight, right? If you were in the same situation that a lot of these people are in that have the platform, you'd want the grace. You'd want the people to forgive you, just equally the same. Yo, let, let, let him talk about this for a second, bro. <laughs> let, 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 let him talk about this for a second, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me, talk, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm over here breaking this. Let, let, him, let him tell you what. Let him talk about it for a second, bro. I'm, I'm generally, I generally want to hear his opinion. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I definitely broke this. Loosen it up, tighten it up, and then remember the screw right there. The other screw. Tighten that back up. I need your opinion on that. Go ahead. Uh, so, my opinion on, on on this. Okay, me personally, bro, I can I can always separate the artist from the music, always. So, like, especially if I like the artist, like the baby, I'm separating him. I don't really listen to the baby anyway, so that's not really relevant to me. But 
<laughs> okay. So Chris Brown, that case, like, bro. Yeah, the baby, you could separate it easily because it's not much on the music <laughs> side. But go ahead. <laughs> but Chris Brown, bro, I, that's my favorite artist, bro. So like, I'm always bumping Chris Brown, and, and like, whatever he did, like, I'm separating his music from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he did is wrong. All right. But there's two, there's two sides to the story too. Thank but you. But also, I, 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 and before people, I, I'm not touching Robert. I'm not touching. You want to talk about Robert? <laughs> no, Robert, no, Robert no, killed no, him. No, oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> You about to go what? to school? What? You, you leave right. Robert Wait, alone. I'm about to go to school, but I can't. I, I, leave I, Robert alone. Let's hear. Let's hear. Let's hear. Let's hear. Hey, so so right before you start, right? Just remember, you got way more on your plate. So Trent, so Trent, I'm not yeah. gonna say nothing foul, yeah, bro. Yeah, tread tread lightly for you. Listen, I'm not gonna say nothing foul. Y'all ever heard the song "Step in the Name of Love"? Oh my god! Bye. He's shaking his head. y'all know y'all can dance to that song. It's groovy, right? Right? Yes or no? Yeah, you all shaking. Absolutely. You all saying absolutely. yes? Okay. So- he tried to protect his man. He tried to protect his man. So I, I listen. I don't support nothing that he did, as a, whatever he crazy. But yo, his his music, bro. Like I, I'm so separating the music from him. It it goes crazy. That's all I can say. Like, bro, I don't even have a lot of his songs on my playlist. Cause I feel like if I listen to it out like in public, I'm gonna get you know people gonna start coming at me. Cause yeah, they definitely will. Now I feel like they I will. Remember, I remember when everything first popped off. <laughs> I was in, I was in the south, right. <laughs> And somebody pulled up in one of those old Silverados. He definitely had speakers redone to the car and everything. Because the way that jump was booming, I heard it like a good mile away. Blasting R. Kelly. Mm. People came out the gas station looking at this joker like, hey, yo, what's wrong with you? But I did appreciate that. He was like, okay, I'm a black. Robin ain't do nothing to me. Literally, was he, what, Robin ain't do nothing to me was what he said. <laughs> I wouldn't go to that extent. He's talking. He crazy. Yeah, it, it was in the south. Yo, the love for Robert down there is, is <laughs> the love for him down there is something different. It's something different. But guys, Robert, bro. I think that's a key in it too that you gotta you gotta remember though is the the pressure that you get from social media like and from people around like oh if you play his music so you down for peeing on people that's not. <laughs> That's not the case, but that's where it is in today's God. society. It wasn't the same energy with canceling Mike. You couldn't cancel Mike. Nah, we, we not. <laughs> All right, man. So we mentioned it a little bit earlier, Kate, Jalen. Um, thing I want to talk about for that, that I want to get y'all opinions on. Um, and we got like two more things and we ending off the show. What do you think the Rockets should do with that with that roster? You got Jalen Jalen Green, and he, he played well. Um, you see as a bright future there. You got Josh Christopher. You still got Kevin Porter Jr. Um, they, they got a, a lot of good young pieces on that squad, but you still have a John Wall there, an Eric Gordon. If you're the Rockets GM, I want you to play GM. I want you to play 2K right now. And you're the GM of the Rockets. What are you doing with that roster and specifically like John Wall? Like, Do you let him stay? Do you try to buy him out? 
how, how, what do y'all do for this roster? God, you gotta try to, you gotta try to buy him, buy John out because you gotta let these guys play. I and Miles disagree. Miles, is, you, you disagree, but I don't disagree. I'm just saying, how are you gonna buy him out with all that forty? Money yeah, and, and so how much? I don't know how many years are left on the deal. Is it two more years? I, I don't I know. It's two more years. Two more years. So that's eighty million dollars plus. I, it's hard. It's a hard situation. I you let him rock this year, but you're gonna play. You're gonna piss him off one way or another because you're gonna play KPJ and you're gonna play um, Jalen and. Yeah, and if you you could say yeah, go play three guards. But guess what? I don't. What, guess what's more beneficial for me if I let Jalen handle the ball, if I let KPJ handle the ball, the two guys that are gonna be the future of this franchise. Because we, we're seeing past John Wall. John Wall's not a part of our long term vision. If you're if you're working for the Rockets, yo, good God, there's two years left on it. This year is forty four million. He getting paid twenty twenty two twenty three. It jumps to forty seven. Good for man. him. All guaranteed. All guaranteed. All, all guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. football. All guaranteed. The money's the money's straight. All Good guaranteed. for him, though. 44, 44 to him. 47. You can't buy that out. Like just like they couldn't buy out Kevin Love's contract. So my idea already fails. I you're right. It's not even realistic. But you're gonna piss this guy off. I mean and the other thing too with that, though, you can't even you, trade it. You can't buy it out and you can't trade it. Who's picking up that contract? We're I mean talk, we talk they about picked up, someone picked up Russes. Someone picked up Russes. Russ has been more productive Lakers, and better. Lakers, Lakers spend money for years, like with no problem. Mm -hmm. And you got a win now situation. You got LeBron there. If they didn't have a LeBron there, it was before LeBron got there, and it was Kobe on his way out. They're not making that trade because you're trying to win now. So you have the infrastructure. All right, we're going to bring in a player like Russ because we're trying to win now. We have a LeBron. His window is a certain amount of years left. We don't know. The Joker might play to fifty because he's that great. But you bring Russ here for that reason. Now, if you're not a team trying to win a championship, are there teams like that though? That, that this, if we're gonna have this conversation about John Wall, then are, are, the only team I can think of that needs a needs a point guard that can that's in the playoff situation is the Celtics. What about the Nets? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of the Nets, they about to re up uh, James oh, yeah. and, and and Kyrie, so we can talk about the Nets if we want to. That, that's, that's 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 gonna happen. Yeah, that's we, gonna happen. We already know that's gonna happen. The di dynasty's here to stay. The thing Dynasty. with John Wall, though, Dynasty right? about to get started. The thing with John Wall, do you? We haven't seen it as of yet in his career. Do you even think he can help? Obviously, he can help, but do you think he would be beneficial, really, to come to a playoff team or a championship caliber team? I think so. I think I think he can help a championship. It might be have, it uh, might have to be off the the bench though. Wow. At this point, maybe because uh, let's let's really think about the NBA teams that are right there. Is he a starting point guard still? I think he so. Is, but on a championship team, I mean, didn't Alfred Payton start basketball games last year? Hey, that was Come that on, was that was different. That, that was, was completely different. different. Yes, it was. Weren't, weren't they the four seed or something? But that, that was, was gonna be ahead. We have to. Yeah, start. that was that was that reason. It wasn't like they had a better for option. a playoff team. Are you talking about championship caliber team? I don't playoff think... or championship team. Oh, like... then yes, yes. Right, John Walker start in the NBA. All right, so I just saw Alfred Payton start in the NBA. So yes. So on the rosters coming into this season, though, where where could it be a possible? Forget the contract, right? Let's just say where could be a possible fit for John Wall. Celtics. Dennis Schroeder was their was their was their shot in the dark, and they letting Marcus Smart play point guard. The Celtics. Oh my gosh, yeah, the Celtics would be would make a lot of sense with Tatum and Brown. The point guard, yeah, with their point guard situation is garbage. Uh, you you're you're running Marcus Smart out there, point guard, a lot of times. That's not. 
advantageous. That's just not that's not what you want to do. So the Celtics are a good a good little landing spot for him. I I won't lie. Pelicans. It's, Pelicans too. Yeah, their point guard situation is not great. I do, but I, I, they have young players there. Here's what I'll say: they got to try something because Mm -hmm. they're going to lose Zion one way or another. But they have Kyra Lewis, and I think part of the reason why they let Lonzo go is because they have him. I think think they like him a lot. I think they're going to give him a chance for real. I just we posted it on our page today, and I was talking to some people, and it's a it's a really tough uh, situation because of the contract, and also at this point in his career. You got the injuries and whatnot, and I think he still is in the mindset of that chip on your shoulder again that we alluded to earlier where he's trying to prove to people, you I still got it. And if he's in that mindset, what team are you going to then? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if he's in that mindset, what team are you helping out? Because let's say he decides to stay in Houston. What I think, if he decides to stay in Houston, he really has to get into, like, Steve Nash, J-Kid, John Stockton mode of, like, yo, I'm just setting the table. I'm yeah. not trying to get no buckets. I'm not really trying to do nothing because I got – and he might even be off ball because Kevin Porter Jr. probably is the you, best fit. You probably don't want him off ball, though. That, but that's my yeah, point. Right. So where yeah. where is yeah. that going? Because he needs the ball in his hand. He yeah. has to have – He's not a good enough shooter spot up. That's my point. Ball. So where it's like I think it can be – A problem. It's a problem. A problem. It's not a match. It's not a good matchup. I don't match know at where it's a good matchup. Like, Westbrook works in L.A. because you have – Again, you have LeBron, you have Anthony Davis. They put a bunch of shooters around him. Mm. So he's not going to really have to do too much shooting. I'm sure he's going to work on his shooting. Where do you put a John Wall? Would the Clippers work? The Clippers don't have a point guard. That's a good, that's, that was a good idea. They don't have a point guard, and, and they, they sure as heck not getting one anytime soon. So, yeah. That that might They didn't even too. draft one. No. And they brought Reggie back. But, I mean, oh, yeah, I forgot about Reggie. Right, yeah, but Reggie don't. Right, right. Clippers would be a good little landing yeah. spot. And honestly, you go into and Balmer's the richest owner in the NBA, or it, but top two. Yeah. You would you would you would go into luxury tax to bring him in because you know what? I'm sorry if it's the, it, you're running out of time. You are running out of time with that with that situation. That nucleus with Paul George and Kawhi. Kawhi, you never know when he's going to play. Kawhi's not going to play half the year next year. You're running out of time. You might want to try that. I think John Wall's running out of time too in his career. Oh yeah, for sure. But I, but John Wall's straight. That bread is good. Like, I'm John Wall. I don't care about what you're talking about. This conversation doesn't matter. I'm John Wall. Seriously, right now, there's nothing you could tell me. John Wall fell down a flight of stairs and re-injured himself. He's straight. The money is guaranteed. Play basketball, kids. <laughs> or baseball. Or ba- Yeah, or baseball. We're going to transition to the last segment of the show and end it off. So this is the last segment. You already know how it goes. Flag on the play. Say a topic, say a headline. Y'all accept to talk about it. Y'all decline to keep it pushing. First one. J.R. Smith decides to go back to school and is hoping to be eligible for golf. Accept or decline? Accept. That's dope. It is cool. That's dope as hell. I mean, I know he's a good golfer, too. But, I mean, yeah, he's going back for that education, too. So, shout out to J.R. Liberal studies, right? Liberal Mm -hmm. studies at uh, A&T in North Carolina. Good for him. Uh, I that would be dope if he able to have eligibility to play golf. Um, I think it's dope too that he's kind of accepted. The league ain't mm-hmm. the league's not gonna let him back, and the league's not bringing him back. Reinventing himself, I like he's that. reinventing himself. So kudos to him. And like you said, he's actually really good at golf. So he's also he, from Jersey. He found another thing. Yeah, of course, Jersey. He's also from Jersey, and he actually like I'm not gonna say no names, but he actually really be like 
putting on and supporting. Oh, speak, speaking of that, so y'all going West Orange High School tomorrow? Was what was the vibes of that? You heard about that? Not for no twenty five bucks. But is that what it is? It's twenty five for to, adults. To, to what? To, to watch. watch. To come in and watch and sit down. What time? What time is the event going off tomorrow? Do we know. From like seven, like ten, I think. Seven, to, seven at night. Yeah. Uh no, nah, no. Nah, I might, I might, I might pay twenty five dollars to watch Kyrie play one on in person. Twenty five, twenty five dollars to watch Kyrie. You think he really gonna play? Huh? You think he playing though? Oh, could you imagine if we? You know, Kyrie's, Kyrie's. Damn. People really would go there and, and Kyrie wouldn't play though. That's, that's some my, Kyrie stuff. That's it. That's some Kyrie stuff. Why? Why would he said he was gonna play? Play against who? Just I don't know. He was on he was on a live with Chuck Bryant from West Virginia. Shout out to Wellington, and and he said bring your bring your best five. We're not doing five on five. We're doing one. It's a one on one tournament. And he said I'm gonna play against whoever West Orange High School. And he just announced it, and that's how this all came together. He's on a live and said that West Orange High School seven o'clock. Shout out to Brett. Shout out to Brett. Um, shout out to Eli Carter. Uh, some of the people that actually helped put this in into play, and then obviously Kyrie helped promote it. And obviously, with Kyrie saying he's gonna play, that helped push it further more than a run. Um, I don't know. I think part of it is the promotion aspect because if I'm the Nets, yeah, you don't want Kyrie, and I'm, Kyrie was injured. I'm calling. I'm immediately. I'm sending security there. I'm. I don't care. You call it what you want. I'm locking that joker in his car. I'm no Kyrie's not playing because the thing is what you see a lot of times in the one on one, and we saw it, we see it all the time with trenches. Jokers mm. be coming crazy, fouling hard, don't know how to really play the game, but they came to play one on one. It's money on the line, things of that nature. And oh, you're an NBA player? Oh, I'm gonna really have to show out. I'm gonna really it's gonna be no parking or whatever. Yeah, I, I can't see the Nets letting that happen. Like, I don't know. These pro dudes play playing these things all the time. No, though. see, they they play in the summer the leagues, but the, the pro ams. This one on one. This is different. This is some this is some real this is some real street. This is some real trenches. This is some this is some trenches stuff. Kyrie not in, Kyrie not even from the trenches, by the way. I don't know where this is coming from. West Orange, also being in his hometown too. You know, people gonna try to come there to prove something. It's, a, it's not a great idea. I don't think it was, it's a great idea, especially when you got the aspirations of the bigger picture. I'm trying to win a chip. I already know everybody in this gym that's coming tonight, I will give you 81 with no problem. I ain't got nothing to prove to y'all little bros. I wouldn't even play if I was Kyrie. I'm If I'm Kyrie, I'd do the same thing. Yo, bring your best vibe. I'm going to kick all y'all butts. And y'all get there, I'm sitting in a suit. <laughs> with a tie on like yeah i'm here to ref or something like that i'm just here to get the bread you know i funny? got y'all in the gym that's it i i i was asking too good to see if, i know miles heard about it i was trying to see if y'all was gonna go for real um see the thing is with that <laughs> i mean i like to it's friday night it's friday no, night. not even friday night i look at my bank account different than some people so, no, oh, yeah, 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 you, you know, 25 alert. You see, see me? No, see, 25 isn't a problem. 25 is alert. It's a problem. It's not What's, a problem. Is do I want to pay $25 to see? I'm saying that's what I'm saying, though. That's, I'm, that's, saying. that's I'm if saying I 25 no, to not no, see if I have no guarantee that Kyrie's playing. I'm so I'm okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm paying 25 for about to say the same thing. A lot of people that's on the on the list that's projected, like Eli Carter. Um, I want to see like Antoine Morgan. Morgan. I don't, I don't know who that is. I want to see him Kat, play. All of them. I've seen them play multiple times. I've seen some of these players. I've even seen play in the trenches, and some of these players coming from Maryland. 
I know because of beautiful social media, somebody will be posting it anyway. Mm -hmm. So I will see it later and I will watch it where for free in my house, probably with a steak. I'll be good. <laughs> probably with a steak. They're not gonna have a steak at steak over there. And I'm not paying 24 to just see Kyrie. I've seen Kyrie multiple times. I will pay 25 to see Kyrie play, but Kyrie just to be there, like, oh, I saw Kyrie. Yeah, no. Nah, at I'm, this point in my some, age. Some people are gonna do that. If I was if I was in middle school, you know, I was a little kid. Oh my god, I got to see Kyrie. No. <laughs> I'm grown. I, I saw Kyrie. I follow him on Instagram. I see Kyrie every right. day. Like I'm not paying 25 for him not to play. Cause if he was playing, you ain't paying 25 to go see the Nets. Uh, okay, the that, that, that was my that was my point. That was my point. Sheesh, them Nets tickets. It might them tickets, especially this year. Everybody re-upping. They gonna be the price of how many followers Rube got per ticket. Like. Rue got in the thousands of followers, so that them tickets probably gonna be like that, man. I I go to Barclays, go catch a WNBA game. I probably catch four games WNBA before seeing a, a Nets game. I'm gonna see a Nets game this year. I'll I know because you your pocket's deep. You got no, a different no, no. you got a different it's job not now. Even, it's, not even, it's not even like that. Hey, yo, just let y'all know, I'm gonna be working at home. Man. It's home. it's it's gonna be a little bit irresponsible spending, but I'm gonna have to go watch the Nets play. Of course. You, don't, even, don't even don't even, what what because I, I got share? something to look forward to my mom's like i can't look forward to my team oh no he's talking about something you want to share what, what's, what's going about? on nah, the Yankees game. oh they're losing they took the lead in the ninth and then they blew it gave it right up bottom bottom of the night i know i know i know all about that that sound too familiar yeah. the yankees out of the way man uh next one this one I, I want to hear y'all opinions on, especially uh, Greg. I wish we had, you know, I wish we had my man's here, Mizzy wrecking the building. I wish we had him here tonight to talk about this. Future allegedly texted his son, said your mom is a hoe. Except or decline. What is wrong with this guy? Future, future's a terrorist. <laughs> I mean, that's y'all man. Y'all was saying, oh, I, oh, no, what, no, no, no. What if you could be in a world and not listen to future? No, 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 no. Okay. Oh, my bad, my bad. No, 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 my fault, my fault. You separate. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. I was about to say, let's go back to the other conversation. Separate the music. Because 31 days? I'm listening to 31 days regardless. Regardless. Until he says it to your sister. Huh? Until he says it to your sister. Not you personally, but I'm saying in general. Until he says it to your sister. I think I think there's some people who if they keep it said to their sister, he's still listening, he's still listening 31 days. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yo, you ever heard 31 days? No. I knew you ain't heard it. I knew you ain't hear it. You, you listen to that? I'm not a future fan, but regardless of the song, you're not saying that to my sister. I'm still bumping your music out. You ever heard 31 days? <laughs> you heard? Right, so so uh, Drake sent some music to your sister, like something like that. Oh, Drake. It's saying Drake was future. And he said that to your sister. Like, why not bump that Drake promo? On cap? Or on facts? On cap? Bye. If Drake said what's the monster? If Drake said, if Drake said that, if Drake made that comment, no cap, no cap. We gonna, we me and Drake, we gonna have to shoot the fade. Yeah. Okay. But are you still, are you still listening? His music, are you still listening, nah, Drake? Nah, that's yeah, a dumb. Yeah, I'm turning. I, like, I would want to. His family is different. Would, you, know yeah. I mean? you say that about your family member. Hey, that ain't, oh, my, that ain't my sister. Yeah. Yo, you you should handle that, my boy. All right, let me let me make sure this is clear because I I got a fiance listen to this podcast. If he yeah, if he yeah. came if he came left at my fiance, I would not listen to his music. Oh, that's good. Okay, very cool. Let's be very you, clear. You be going to Houston. He'd be over there, so you might run into future. <laughs> he might talk crazy. 
he might talk crazy. He see y'all in Tarjay, and he like, yo, what's Tarjay, up? yeah. <laughs> Future with me called Dead and Tarjay. I just threw it out there. Obviously yeah. not. You know, but, 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 Pluto. Nah, but like, yo, I, again, let's separate, let's separate the music from the artist. I'm, 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 I'm bumping Future regardless of the fact that he said that horrible thing to his. I mean, come on, we've been know, we know what Future's on. So yeah, we, we, we already know. Um, and I, the separating music from art, but one of the things I, I don't separate is how he came out in an interview and was like, yo, I don't really do drugs myself. That, yeah. He telling people, he telling y'all to, to sip lean while he's eating ch- grilled chicken, shrimps, and and salad at the house. Caesar salad, super healthy with a water on the top. That's the part. <laughs> that's horrible. That's the part I did not Yo, rock. That's with. down right. You know, that's down right. Especially kids. Like, what? Dirty sprite. That's dirt. That's downright devious. That's futures. Futures a real life super villain, but and he embraces it too. But the music is crack at times. Sometimes it's not. I was gonna say I don't know about crack. It might be mar- it might be marijuana. <laughs> thirty one days, bro. Listen, th- you listen to thirty one days, bro. I promise you, you gonna see exactly what I'm saying. Last one for the episode, right? George Carl continues to hate on Carmelo Anthony, except or decline. Oh except. So for those that don't know, I'm gonna just you know set the table for you. Carmelo said he stays up late at night thinking about getting a championship. That's the only thing that he wants left in life. George Carl came out again. No, nobody said nothing to George Carl. Nobody, no one care about George Carl. Nobody said nothing, but George Carl decided to come out and say that hey, him not playing defense kept all of us up, me and the coaching staff up for nights. Him not playing defense <laughs> and him being a selfish player kept me up for nights. Wow, I can't even say what I want to say because it's. We can't curse. We can't curse on the podcast. Does he have a ring? <laughs> no, huh? George Carl doesn't have a ring no, either. So. George Carl looks like a dried raisin. I don't even want to hear from him ever again. I just can't. The thing, you know, like I said, this is the last topic. The thing with George just don't make sense to me. He takes every opportunity to put Melo's name in his mouth, no matter. It's the only what. way he stays relevant now. No, no matter one cares. What. Like at this point, like that is literally that's not like you you on the court or you see this person in real life and you're like yo take my jock strap out your mouth my boy like <laughs> every moment he gets it has nothing to do with George Carl Carmelo said I want to win a ring yo you didn't feel that way back then bro like come on why it the, I hope I hope Melo wins a ring and ju- just so that George Carl can can sit in it the vitra, I don't even know how to say the word correctly. Vitriol. Vitriol. There we go. Look at that. Educated black man, William Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> Got the same degree. The thing with that, right, it's just like he really has a hate in his heart for Melo to continually speak up on Melo and how much he doesn't like his game and how much he basically blames Melo for him not getting a ring. My boy. You coached Seattle and didn't want to ring when you had Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. You coached the Denver Nuggets and get, you know, this is one of them situations where I just want to ask, maybe you want to sit down, look in the mirror and be like, what could I have done better? He wrote a whole book about Melo. Could I have done anything better? Yep. And I want y'all to do that too, man. Yep. That's the moral of this story for this whole episode or everything that we talked about. We can, you know, sum it up into this, look in the mirror and be like, yo, is there anything I could do better? Not looking elsewhere. Not comparing, not having a chip on your shoulder. What can I do better? How can I be better? I'm in competition with me. I'm going to be better today than I was yesterday. I'm going to be better next month than I was last month. I'm going to be better next year than I was last year. Every day, like Rube said, one day at a time, building on being the greatest and the best version of you, 
I think everything will be all right. You will take everything will take care of itself. And y'all know the vibes. If you stay ready, don't gotta get ready. Don't gotta get ready. Bench mob ENT, we out. Peace. Peace. It's funny because when I